Hello, and welcome to RD and the Inbetweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest, and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of RD and the Inbetweens. For this episode, I'm going to be talking to three of our PGRs at the University of Exeter about the process that at Exeter we call the upgrade. I've heard it variously called the transfer, the confirmation, whatever your university calls it. It's the process through which your candidacy or your status is upgraded from MPhil to PhD or insert other acronyms here depending on what kind of research degree programme you're on. Before we start, I want to just have a caveat to say, obviously, the advice being given in this episode is very specific to the processes at the University of Exeter. And you should absolutely, if you're listening from other institutions, go and find out more about the specifics of the processes at your institution. Although there may be similarities with how we do this at Exeter, there will inevitably be differences. And in fact, as you'll see throughout this episode, there are even differences within the university depending on the college and discipline that you're in. And without further ado, I'm going to hand over to our PGRs. First up, we've got Joe Southurst. Joe's been on the podcast before talking about being a distance-based researcher. And Joe is based in the Department of Art, History and Visual Culture in the College of Humanities. So can you tell me a little bit about the process of preparing for the upgrade? So for my upgrade, I had to submit five pieces of work in advance, um, which was a time plan of a page, an abstract, a thesis chapter plan, a project proposal and a writing sample of between five and six thousand words. And then once those had been submitted and uh, had a good look at, then there was the upgrade viva. So for me, I started work on these things really early. So my initial deadline was the beginning of May 2020. Um, It did subsequently uh, move slightly because of the uh, pandemic. So I started back in December, starting to put these documents together. And I had regular meetings with my supervisors and I regularly submitted work to them to have a look at and to critique and to give feedback on. And then I also, um, as part of my preparation, spoke to people, particularly in things like Shut Up and Write, about what their experiences had been, what kind of things people were, you know, trying to do or having to do and how they were finding it, how they prepared, and particularly for the upgrade viva, what they did to prepare for that. And asked lots of questions. And I I think the important thing about the upgrade um, preparation is that you try to, or I tried initially to fit myself into a box that it all needed to look a particular way. And a few of us fell into that trap, particularly with things like the time plan and the chapter plan, because at the end of the day, your work's unique. So it needs to fit your project and not what you think is a checklist of what needs to be in each of those items. So it was essentially the, the, the main thing is starting early and just keeping on top of regular submissions and regular feedback. Thanks so much, Joe. That's a really helpful um, overview of how you prepared for your upgrade. So now can you tell me a little bit about the upgrade itself? 
Yeah, so I'm from humanities, from art, history and visual culture. And each, obviously each um, discipline has its own requirements. So the biggest part of the upgrade, the upgrade for myself was the writing sample between five and 6,000 words. Although I submitted nearly 6,500 words because if I'd have cut it, it just didn't make sense. So I think you just have to realise that that's a guideline for the number of words and that's quite important. It's actually a really, really supportive process. Although at the time you think it's quite stressful and if you've never done anything like it before, it can feel really stressful. Adding to that lockdown pandemic, it all comes to feel like a really big task, but actually it's really supportive and it's really good to see your whole PhD laid out in front of you, the plans that you had at the start actually down on paper and just see it all start to come together. And it's absolutely amazing to talk through your plans, your work, your research questions, the stuff that you've already written. So good to talk to other people, other academics who'll give you a completely different viewpoint on a particular point or say to you, like in my case, it was they picked out certain things and go, these things are really key. They're really unique and they're really exciting. And the things that I thought was exciting, but you sort of think you need to go a particular way as well at parts. But to hear someone else go, do you know that bit there? That's a nugget. You know, that's really, really good. It's so good for your confidence. Um, and actually it's quite an exciting and really um, supportive, great, fantastic process. But before you get there, you think, oh my goodness, it's really stressful. Thanks, Joe. So next up, we're going to take a completely different perspective, or certainly in terms of discipline, on the upgrade process. We're going to hear from Steve Burrows. So Steve is a PGR in Biosciences in our College of Life and Environmental Sciences. So Steve, how do you prepare for your upgrade? The main part, obviously, was the, the upgrade document. So that was the uh, general outline and background of uh, my project subject. Um, and then an outline of my uh, planned thesis structure. Um, so it's just uh, going through the ins and outs um, of what methods that I was using, why I was using them, and um, what I, for chapters that I hadn't completed, um, what I had planned and why I was going about it the way I was, basically. Um, and so for the, so I had to prepare. Um, the upgrade document, uh, then I had to prepare a, I think it was a 25 minute uh, PowerPoint presentation that I had to uh, send to them uh, beforehand. Um, and that was a basic, like basically going through uh, the content of the upgrade document. Um, and then there was the Gantt chart. So that was like a, a planned timeline for the project. So. Uh, what I plan to deliver on at what times um, throughout the PhD. Thanks, Steve. And what about the upgrade and the upgrade viva itself? Yeah, so right. Um, so it was kind of the the most stressful part was kind of the the build up to it. So it was um, so you prepare this document for such an amount of time, and you kind of build it up in your head. There's a, this upgrade milestone that's coming up, and so it gets a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit like anxiety inducing um, and it's kind of that that's kind of the worst bit um, and then it happens and then you as 
you're going through the uh, talk with the assessors, um, it turns into more like more of a conversation after you do the the actual presentation. Um, it's a lot more conversational, and and you realise that they, you know, at least in my experience, it was very constructive, um, and I, I definitely gained a lot from it. Um, but in terms of preparing for the actual um, presentation itself, um, a lot of my preparation. Um, I mean, outside of just making sure that I, I knew everything, well, as much as I could about the background and the different methods and techniques that I was using. Um, the most beneficial thing for me preparing was uh, actually explain, like going through the presentation and having a conversation uh, with people that weren't necessarily in my field. Um, so whether that was uh, other PhDs or postdocs that would just listen to me um, and after I'd after I'd give them the presentation, they'd have different questions, and there'd be there'd be a few curveballs in there that I wouldn't necessarily be able to predict myself, and so it kind of helps you become it helps you become a little bit more adaptable, kind of, um, which yeah, I found that really useful. And is there any particular advice that you give anyone who's got their upgrade coming up? Um, so like I said before, like the, the main advice would be just to go through that process with um, like friends or colleagues that aren't necessarily in your field or maybe like tangent, like um, somewhat connected but not directly and they'll, at least it was my experience, they kind of produce um, situations that you can learn from uh, that are going to be similar to what you're going to uh, come across in your upgrade. Um, other things that I'd recommend um, being okay with saying that you don't know something um, that was really that was really uh, liberating in a way because um, it, it just it just takes the stress off you a little bit you know you're only human you're a student still and you're still you know you're still learning um, and so it's important to know that it's it's okay to say that you don't know, you know the the ceiling's not going to crash in on you um, if you do. You know it's not the end of the world, and they'll understand. And it was like I say, my experience was very constructive, and uh, they were very much okay with hearing that. Uh, I think I said it once or twice, um, and it's you know it's completely okay to say that. Um, another tip I probably have is if. Because so I talk about like the the anxiety like build up before you go into the upgrade, um, and I'm quite an anxious person as it is. One thing that I would recommend um, is is kind of just looking after your own well being beforehand, um, and understanding that the the anxiety it you know it it does play a part in your you know uh, quotation marks like performance on the day. So taking up things like uh, meditation and things like that, I found very beneficial um, to dealing with those sorts of situations throughout my PhD as well. Um, so I can highly recommend that. Um, and it's, it's really, there's, there's loads of apps, different apps and stuff like that that you can uh, download and get into it quite yeah, easily. If you've got uh, the, the student version of Spotify, then I'm, I'm pretty sure you get the uh, Headspace app free with that. Um, so yeah, can't recommend that enough.
um, if anyone's, you know, if that resonates with anyone else. <laughs> Next, we have Marva Malaa Metolo, who is a PGR in psychology, talking about her experience of preparing for the upgrade. Um, it must have been about a year ago, I think I, I started preparing for it. Um, yeah, so for me, it was sort of thinking about the upgrade report, which was the biggest part of the process in my case. Um, so I know, you know, it's different requirements for different disciplines, but in psychology and probably other STEM disciplines as well, the report is um, quite an important part and it involves writing a literature review and usually... Um, you'll be asked to write up about an empirical study and its results, at least one study, and then also talking about future plans. So I think that was a key part of the preparation um, of the upgrade reports. And I worked closely with my supervisor um, to work on the report, basically writing up the results of my study, writing a literature review and thinking about future studies and sort of what um, stage um, uh, so I had some other studies that I was working on, but that weren't completed. So I was kind of writing up about, okay, so when do I expect to complete this? Uh, what stage am I at? And I think that was a really useful thing to include because it shows that you're thinking about all these different um, stages and you have a clear plan for going forward. So what did the upgrade process actually involve for you in psychology? What did you have to submit and did you have a viva? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I, as I said, um, the upgrade involved for me writing a report which consisted of a literature review, at least one empirical study and talking about future studies. Um, it, I think it was meant to be about 10,000 words at the time, roughly about that. And then I also had a viva, um, a, a mini viva, they call it, um, which sort of lasted about I think up to an hour and it was sort of you know talking about your report um, asking you questions about um, why you chose that specific um, area of research you know justifications of research questions um, any clarifications of methodological uh, considerations and then discussing um, plans for future studies um, and for me what I think in most cases, it also involves the um, examiners giving you a bit of feedback about um, what you should be doing next. You know, in some cases, they might say, oh, you know, we think that you should really focus on X, Y, Z. Um, in my case, they said, you know, um, it might be best for you to focus on writing up your studies for publication, you know, maybe rather than doing any more studies because we sort of had plans for a couple of studies in place already um, so that was one of the recommendations um, from my upgrade um, in terms of you know going forward with my PhD yeah. That sounds like a really supportive and fruitful process is there anything that you wish you knew before you started preparing for the upgrade or worrying about it? I'm not sure if there are anything that I wish I knew but I think in terms of tips, I would say, you know, the upgrade sounds um, sounds like a scary thing. It's one of the first milestones of a PhD, so it might be quite daunting, but actually um, it's not something that's there to catch you out, but it is there to sort of, you know, if there are any problems early on in your PhD about your studies or, you know, anything to do with um 
you know, um, your working relationship with your supervisors, you know, it's sort of an opportunity to um, highlight these issues and figure out how you can address them. So, you know, I wouldn't necessarily worry if things are not necessarily going well with your PhD. It doesn't mean that the upgrade will be a um, will be a bad process it will be a process where you can highlight any of those issues and the examiners um, you know you can sort of um, work with the examiners and your supervisors to come up with a plan of how to address um, you know how to address any issues and how you can progress um, on with your PhD basically um, so you know even if you submitted a report and you know the outcome could be that they ask you to resubmit the upgrade report with some changes that's not necessarily a negative outcome per se so you know i would just say it's sort of an opportunity to, to discuss your research talk about your research and to improve it so i would sort of remind people that it's a helpful process for you it's not a process to um you know punish you or anything <laughs> Finally, we have Aoife Ma, who is a PGR in the Centre for Rural Policy. So Aoife, can you tell me a bit about how you prepared for your upgrade? Sure. So um, my upgrade was um, originally scheduled for January 2021. And I made the decision to up the amount of hours I'm doing because I'm doing my PhD part time. And it was suddenly moved forward, which... um, felt quite frightening quite dramatic so it was suddenly you know real focus of my mind um so obviously there was a real back and forth between myself and my supervisory team to get my submission into shape where we were all happy with it and um, being a good reflection of where I'd got to so far um and so there was quite a lot of Um, yeah tinkering with that and making sure I was really comfortable with the content and where things I had included or hadn't included Um, I was just sort of comfortable with the the literature around it as well to know like why certain things were included and were important and why things weren't Um, I also um, when I was really knuckling down to prepare for the actual date, I found a really good blog um, by the Open University and they had listed four questions for people who were preparing for their Viva. Um, and so I used those to try and prepare for the upgrade interview, even though some of them weren't applicable, obviously, because I hadn't done all the work yet. But it really helped me to sort of focus on what sort of questions I should be thinking about and what sort of questions I might be asked. Um, I also reread my um, submission for the Upgrade Viber many, many times and tried to persuade anyone that I knew to read it and talk to me about it, even if they didn't know anything about it. But that was still really helpful. Um, um, uh, still pointed out sort of um, errors or places where I hadn't been clear enough in what I was explaining, what I was doing. Um, and then I suppose the other um, things I did to prepare were practical. So I printed out the um, submission so I had it to hand and I could write notes on it. Um, and also, I, it's kind of because I did my upgrade on Zoom, I could cheat a little bit and I had a little cheat sheet of all the key things that I wanted to talk about 
in the upgrade meeting, which I'm not sure I should really admit to, but I think in the in the spirit of sharing with my fellow PhD students, that was really helpful to just have like keywords that I wanted to make sure I talked about when I was talking about my PhD and what I planned to do with my research. And what was the upgrade itself like? Um, so my upgrade, um, I was invited to an interview with a panel um, from my department um, and it was all um, internal um, uh, colleagues who were carrying out my upgrade interview, which was nice as two of them I knew well and I've actually met in person before the pandemic and um, one person who I didn't know well but who was also um, in the department and really nice um, so that was yeah quite comforting and then um, the other thing was I didn't have to prepare a presentation or anything like that which um, I think at this stage was quite helpful because it meant we could just get straight into talking about the um, documents that I'd submitted. So I'd submitted um, a project plan and 8,000 words. Um, so for some people that might have been a literature review that um, later bits of it would end up all over their final thesis. But um, because of how um, my initial stages of research have sort of been affected by the pandemic, I'd tried to present um, a full chapter, um, my methodology chapter. So quite a lot of discussion then I thought would be focused on that chapter. Um, actually, I think the, the discussion, which was really helpful, I think more of it was on um, how I'm going to move forward and um, how I'm going to tackle my research next. Um, yeah, I found the whole process, even though I'd been really nervous about it, I found it um, really supportive and uh, challenging, but in a in a really helpful way. Um, so, um, colleagues on my panel gave me lots of ideas of um, other literature to look at that might help um, and might form part of my um, conceptual framework. Um, and we also talked a lot about um, my research and how to deal with. Um, so as part of my research, I'm trying to work out why um, some people um, don't want to grow horticultural crops, some people who are existing farmers. And we talked a lot about the problems of exploring a negative in research. And it felt really helpful to sort of be able to um, brainstorm some of those issues and to be able to acknowledge that... Um, um, for some of these issues, I don't have all the answers now, but um, that's all right. And I can see where the research will lead me. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, I also was told that I'm trying to do too much in my PhD, which I know is a very common theme. Um, so obviously I'm going to take that on board as well. Um, but yeah, even though it was a nerve wracking experience, it ended up being yeah, much more supportive and like really enlightening process. Um, and yeah, I suppose I hadn't been anticipating that. So um, I was quite keen to come on and talk to you about how, um, yeah, how beneficial I'd found the process really to encourage other people about to go through it. That, um, it doesn't have to be um, a frightening, challenging experience. It can be a positive, challenging experience. Thank you so much to Joe, Steve, Marv and Eva for sharing their experiences with me for this podcast. 
Hopefully it's given you a little bit of insight into what the upgrade is like and also a little bit of reassurance that this is a supportive process that's going to really help you move forward with your research. A couple of blog posts and things have been mentioned in the episode. I'm going to link those in the show notes and also um, a booking link for the question and answer panel that I'm running on preparing for your upgrade on Wednesday the 24th of February for University of Exeter PGRs. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and join me next time where I'll be talking to somebody else about researchers, development and everything in between.